talk about the 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 amount of times that Undertaker popped up out of nowhere. I was just thinking we the there. same thing. Like, how lucky we are. There are. It's time to move on. Um, but also Dana Brooke, going back to her because it is Dana Brooke uh, Appreciation Night. She was at, I want to say, uh, PB on the PBA tour. I love that this belt has made its rounds. Like I know mm-hmm. a lot of people hate that the logo is right in the center, but when it comes to like marketing and like promotional things like this, it kind of like totally works. And also Dana Brooke looks so good, but she makes a lot of appearances for WWE, and she was um she was here. You know, doing 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 what Dana Brooke gotta do. And the PBA yeah. tour is not a small thing. Like I know people are like, well, I don't watch bowling. Like who watches bowling? But at the same time, you be the same ones that on social media that like time time you see that clip of like dude that going ape shit at the game like a strike. Who do you think you are? I am. Oh, yeah. That's where that's from. That's that PBA. Oh, okay. okay. I never do that. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like. like he, he had to hit like what three strikes in a row in order to win, and he actually did it, which is actually mm. kind of difficult to do. And that's where he just went on a fucking like tirade out there, like, "Don't tell Corey that. Corey will laugh at you and tell yeah. you." Yeah, <laughs> you know he'll play about his bowling. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's don't tell Peter about that either, because Peter would be like, "Peter would be like, it is more than just that." And he'll go into like this scientific logic as to why bowling is just as strategic as basketball and football. And I'm looking at him like, all right, we get it. You were you was winning in high school. We got it, bro. Got it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> bowling is serious. Like, dude, remember that they got like, their he was own not balls. Playing games. They got specialized balls for like, okay, if I'm if I had to get a spare, I gotta use this ball. If I got if I had to get a strike, I gotta use this ball. I gotta have these I, shoes. I gotta have this outfit. Oh, I gotta have the glove. I know. I had an X. Like, our first date was bowling, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I know how to bowl until I hit, like, three strikes, and he looked at me like I was the devil. And then he got real serious, and I was just like, uh, listen, I thought we were having fun. But then when, I should have known once I saw the shoes. Like, there's I mean, certain shoes that you have to wear. if bowling shoes, then you Word. Seriously, yeah, yeah. I, no, not as in Peter Rosenberg, Peter, my brother. Bond. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brian does work with him over at the ringer, so I guess that that's the valid. Hey, Christopher, hey, good sis. So, I do want to just really quickly just shout out um, two accounts. Um, that have followed us for a long time. So I know when we put the tweet out about Dana Brooke, even when we put out the spotlight episode on her back in 2019, a lot of people were like, Dana Brooke, like, really? And what I've learned is, especially with the advent of social media, is never underestimate the fandom of someone because social media gives them a community. It gives them a platform to like these people. So just because someone is in your cup of tea doesn't mean that they don't have fans. And what I love about... TWG is that we kind of proved that wrong. Like that mm-hmm. tweet that we put out about Dana Brooke got tens of thousands of views. And as I was looking through the tweets, there were more positive ones about Dana Brooke as opposed to negative ones. And the people that had like negative things to say in the comments, and I don't mean like Justin's comments as in, you know, like, okay, you 
respectful ones. I mean, like people that are like shitting on her, you know, they post their little negativity and they leave, but they don't realize they don't see like the legions of people that are like, wait, oh my God, we're celebrating Dana Brooke. Let's do it. She went viral uh, a couple weeks ago. Hashtag Dana Brooke. Uh, Dana Brooke deserves a chance, I believe it was. Give Dana Brooke a chance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so just showing that, and then because of, of what our platform represents in that spotlight episode, we have had supporters in our women's wrestling fan community that run Dana Brooke fan accounts for years now. And we have always stayed connected with them because we are one of the accounts that always pick her up. You know, she is a longtime uh, veteran of WWE. She has done a lot of things that, you know, they WWE might not showcase on commentary or on a daily basis, but her fans are paying attention. We did a deep dive to prepare for this episode. So she has done a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Krista B as well. Um, because, you know, she's the one that was like, agree with me. Like, let's do an episode on Dana Brooke. Might not have been her favorite person, but she was like, you know what? That's what we're all about. She came up with the idea to do the woman spotlight this Saturday. And that is what we want to do. So we're excited to do that. So we'll take a break. So make sure you get on your Twitter sphere, hashtag TWG fan club, hashtag Dana Brooke appreciation night, tag her. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite Dana Brooke moments and what, you know, makes her uh, relatable and memorable and why she has such a loyal fan base and everything that she's done the past, what, almost 10 years, maybe in WWE she's now going on 10 years. Yeah, yeah she's going on a decade. She is what we would call a veteran. So the fact that, and that's what makes wrestling such a fascinating, interesting business is that you can literally be wrestling for 10 plus years and still be looking for that one fuck, one push, quote unquote, to get you over. And I think Dana Brooke has always been there. She has everything that it takes, but well, you know, we'll get all into that. So I'm so excited. Me too. Let's take a quick break <laughs> and everyone invite all your friends coming to the, the hashtag TWG fan club and we'll start celebrating. I think altogether, all of the women need more visibility on TV besides like the 10 minutes out of three hours that they get. Um, but that's what it is. I think we just need to see more of that development on TV for us to even care. Because without social media, that's what how the WWE Universe got behind Dana Brooke, in my opinion, is social media. Because we can see how bad she wants this. We can see how hard she works, how dedicated she is, and how passionate she is. And, and we want to root for that underdog. We want to be like, oh my God, look at Dana Brooke actually like getting somewhere. Like, oh shit, she's she beat out Ruby Riot, Lana to be in Money in the Bank. Like, that's a big deal. Um, but I mean, Lana, her, not so much, but yeah, Ruby but Ryan. she's you know way more popular than uh, yeah, like yeah, a Dana yeah, Brooke. True, true, true. And for Dana Brooke to actually get that spot and got a, a high spot in the match, I think is great. But it's like, what is WWE gonna do with that? Like, that's always the sad question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen, when you gotta get into it, you gotta. Get into Yo, it. Get into there's it. There's so much to unpack just from that like little video clip. <laughs> Robot. So that is our I think our Dana Brooke episode was like high key, like our third or fourth episode. And I'm so glad Chris B is watching. So that was our second kind of studio home. Yes, there is a story behind that day. And um so it's a very like short episode. I feel like we look so young in it. 
But that was our first spotlight episode. So when we started this show, we didn't really know initially like what kind of content, like how we would structure it. Mm-hmm. But I knew what I wanted those wrestling girls to be. So Dana Brooke is our first spotlight episode, which meaning like it was supposed to be that platform where it's like, oh my God, no one talks about Dana Brooke enough. We're going to talk about Dana Brooke. And that's why that episode even came to be. And we mm. played it on TWG Classic on Twitch a couple weeks ago because she was trending. And then that's when we realized, like, wait, we need a follow-up. We, everything I was saying in that episode about the following up and WWE needs to do more, like, we're literally having the same conversation about the same wrestler, what, four years later? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what what is your feelings, per se, about us doing this appreciation night? And... You know, how do you guys feel about Dana Brooke? Were you guys surprised she was trending? What's how how do you land? Well, I've always been a Dana Brooke fan from uh, day one. Uh, it was something about her just when she, uh, you know, I saw her NXT just watching, you know, her skill set. Watch, you know, obviously she looks good. She has a good physique. But what I also enjoyed was just how one thing I noticed about her was. You saw she was trusted. If you look at a lot of the top gals, your Oscars, who was the Oscars debut match against? Dana Brooke. You don't just put somebody in the ring. You gotta put somebody in that you can trust. That's going you're gonna give them. A, they're going to give them a good match, right? Uh, so you saw that. You, we we got a whole list that's coming up later. We're gonna see how many people she got victories over that you may be surprised. Um, and you know, without going too much and jumping the shark into the show too much, but. It was just like she wasn't just somebody who, okay, I look good or whatever. Like, no, she looked like she can go out there and beat the hell out of you. You know, she's a, um, a professional bodybuilder. And one thing you'll know that she helped Bianca with Bianca's um, recent b- bodybuilding, the award she won. Who you think mentored her? Like, gave her a lot of poor mm-hmm. advice. Dana Brooke, you know, just you know just uh, letting her know so i'm really excited we are being able to do this here i'm excited to be a part of it i always said this before like that was one of the first episodes that i discovered from twg so it's like a full circle moment for me personally yeah i've always like i i like gravitated to her i think the first time i really gravitated to her was watching her story on breaking ground because it's mm. like of course it's like it, first of all, y'all know how we feel about NXT in this house. We are NXT. We fans up here. But just to know that they had a show that was not only covering, like, the most popular people at NXT, but also, like, who could possibly be next? And she was there, and I just liked her energy. I like, but the one thing I really, really admired about Dana was just, like, grit. Like, y'all know how I feel about grit. Grit is, like, my <laughs> cold word tonight. Y'all know I do it with Melo. I feel a lot of people, like, I feel about mellow the way I feel about her and it's just that this undying dedication because like it's one thing and I can relate to be like constantly told you got it but you don't have it here you got it but you don't have it here you got it but you don't have it here and instead of like being in your head and you'd be like you know what like forget it I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna get by or I'm just gonna like be as basic she she actually at the end of the series and I remember it so vividly she was like you know what I didn't get called up 
and that's okay. She was like, I'm just going to work hard. She was like, everybody does two a days. I'm going to do three days. I'm going to do four days. I'm going to be here morning, noon, night, overnight. I'm going to, I'm going to do everything that I can so that when I get called to the main roster, I'm ready. And I feel like it, it may be that she does have this great push of personality that that's why people gravitate towards her and why she has such a big fan base. Cause I even mean like, even remembering that I'm like, yo, like I, like I, I dig that. Like, you know how many people like will take a no and just go, well, I guess that's it. But she took a no and she was like, okay, what can I do next? Back to the drawing board. You know, it's respectable. I respect that 1000%. So this is the beauty of the spotlights that you guys have been doing with those wrestling girls, because it's to educate people that are not familiar with Dana Brooke and the things that she's done. Like for me, I didn't come on to Dana Brooke till about like 2015, 2016, when she was about to transition her way out of NXT and come to the main roster. I think back to the stuff with Asuka. I think back to NXT TakeOver London when Asuka's facing Emma oh. and Dana Brooke's out there. And those are like some of those things where it's like, yeah, you forget where Dana Brooke pops up in like important moments. Like, I've talked about Battleground 2016 many a times on Fan Club, why that was like an important pay-per-view, why that was like arguably the best pay-per-view that year. And we talk about that Charlotte and Sasha feud, and people forget like Dana Brooke is a critical piece of that feud because Dana was the muscle for Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Sasha was doing everything she could to get to that title, and Dana was like, nah, you got to go through me first before you get anywhere near the queen. And there's been times where it's like, even when I was preparing for – this episode, I was like, yo, I forgot Dana Brooke had a straight up heads up match with Sasha Banks, the GOAT. Yep. Right. And held her own. It's like, shit. But from 2016 on, that's where Dana really got my attention because of the whole Charlotte and Sasha stuff and Dana's parts in that where it's like, you know what? I'm not familiar with you, but now you got my attention and I want to go back and watch some of the NXT stuff or I want to keep track of you moving forward while you're on this main roster like 10 years i was like damn has it really been that long it's like yeah it really really has and i was just watching like recaps of some of her wins and i can see why you know she was banked on and supported and dependable back in nxt because she kind of has everything it takes professional bodybuilder like you know you think of we're not comparing her to trish stratus in any way but you think about who makes a good sports entertainer and seeing her out gymnast. there. You know, right. Gymnast. She has all of that going for her. So I can see why they were like, okay, someone scouted her. It made sense. Uh, I'm so glad you brought up her gymnast background, her being a professional bodybuilder, her helping Bianca, because WWE sometimes, and even just wrestling in general, is still very much misogynistic to a certain extent. So, you know, you'll big up men for certain accomplishments before they come in but you kind of don't mention the women or celebrate them in the same way she's in the arnold classic in 2017 she was signed to wwe in 2017 so that means that she was not only traveling and working and doing the strenuous things that come with being a signed wwe superstar but she was also competing in this tournament and you see the logo under the shirt that i know you recognize but you see the logos right there Right. The That's even bigger moment is that she was also representing WWE, which is what a lot of people do there. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Dana Brooke isn't celebrated in that same way. So well, I she definitely because wanna... if you look at that year, 2017, according to Wikipedia, she won two awards under Mr. Olympia for Female Image Award and Best Female of the Year. So you're talking mm-hmm. about a monumental 2017 Huge. for her. 
That's huge. And I know this may be superficial to some people, but she also has a million Instagram followers. And she was one of the first to have a million Instagram followers. So like to some people that may not need anything, but as someone that works in social media marketing, like that's kind of huge too. Like she has a huge following. Um, but I like the, go ahead, Brian. Not just an influence. Right, right, right. (laughs) And because she's been around for so long. Uh, anyone in the comments uh, remember her in NXT and anything particular that stands out? Because she was a part of that kind of special black and yellow class that everyone kind of raves about. She was a part of that before moving up to the main roster. Yep. The good old days. The... Yeah, we always, you know, we love those colors, Rage Supreme. And then I always think about all the people that she had the pleasure of. Like you see up on the screen, we have her with Emma, but she tagged with a, a lot of people. She aligned herself with a lot of the people that we also admire. She aligned herself with Charlotte. She was one point with Mandy Rose. They were a tag team before Mandy got sent back to NXT. Like mm-hmm. she's just been, I feel like every woman she's worked with like the chemistry has never been a letdown never been a letdown and we always talk about chemistry like chemistry could be weird or it could be a spark and she always i guess brings that spark whoever she's with is never like oh she never had a good thing with this person or that person every person that she's had with is a spark Mm -hmm. and as someone that's the oldest of the group like when you when Sienna's talking about all the people she tagged with, like back in the day, they used to have a specific term for that called a tag team specialist. And that's something that fits Dana Brooke to the T, where it's like, it don't matter who you put her with, I can tag with them, and we're going to go out there and kick some ass. And you look at the list of people she's tagged with, it's like, yo. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, talk about that. But one thing, um, you know, her running NXT with Emma, you know, like... um. It was it was so much fun. It was so much fun to watch those two ladies. I wish we really could have got more later on, or even maybe even a reunion. Now, I mean, I, I really see this tag division building up in WWE as far as the women's tag titles. I know Justin likes to say they're cursed or something, um, but I'm excited for Monday night. <laughs> but I, I would love, I would love to see. I know Emma's like currently with Madcap, so that's one thing, but. You know, I, I enjoyed them, too. And like you said, you know, her partner with different people, uh, it's always room right there. And, you know, it's a lot of storytelling. I mean, you look at the women's division. There's so many women. That's the reason why I wouldn't be opposed to a mid-card title, quote-unquote. The problem mm-hmm. is, is how it'd be booked, right? Right. You know, and, and that's the issue. But like I said, well, you know, her and Emma, they was, man, they was so much fun to watch. And. You, you can see, like, even when Bailey was coming up back in the day, you see, like, yeah. the stuff that they would do uh, to her and whatnot. So, um, you know, that NXT run was definitely slept on. Oh, definitely. Yep. It, it really was, for really sure. Was. She was a part of a lot of our favorites, like, kind of founding moments in NXT during the magical time. So shout out to Dana Brooke for that. And then her going up to the main roster, and we always talk about, people who go to the main roster and kind of get lost in the sauce or like flounder she's one of those people and like no shade no tea like she came up to the main roster and like she's still there mm-hmm. and the yeah. company has gone through a lot of ups and downs and you know people would say it mockingly like dana brooks still has a job but like you know she does and she has tv time so i am excited about that as well because everything she does is kind of like you can bet on it 
you're it's she's safe. She's a good worker, as they would say. As I don't get what this like hidden is so annoying. Like, why do people want people to fail? And it's just like I know in the past I've joked about like like for example just to step out just a little bit with Braun Breaker's situation, right? What have I been saying on these past shows? He's he's this, he's that. If he was healed, he'd be better. And then he became healed, and I was like, well, damn, that was better than what I expected. So in that pers- in that percent of critique, I'm kind of like only because if there's a certain vision for someone, I'm the type of person that's like, if I see a vision, I'm always gonna wish for it. And like with Dana Brooke, I'm just like, I wish they would do more. Like, I wish they would do so much more, but other people, I guess, her fans see the vision, but there are other people who I think, think like I always say, there's fans who think it's just fun to heckle someone, and they see this fun and, like, heckling her, and I'm like, well, you're not funny because she's actually someone who's really good, and giving her the right chances, she could go on to be great, and she's already 10 years in, and she's still there. Obviously, the company sees that, so, you know, I just feel like it's pointless. I agree. Um, I want to go into something that WWE never addresses when they talk about Charlotte Flair's legacy and her constant championships. She, her like lackey at one point was Dana Brooke. Her muscle was Dana Brooke. She helped Charlotte win plenty of matches. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she was able to teach, you know, Charlotte Flair a few things as in, you know, who was in wrestling first. But do you guys remember this? How do you guys feel about her partnership with Charlotte? Would you surprising looking back on it? Uh, what were your thoughts? Let so, me say, oh, go ahead, Justin, because I got a lot to say about this one. All right. So I'll keep it. So <laughs> I, I got nothing. I'll touch on this. But like, again, like 2016, I'm locked in because this is when you have the four horsewomen on the main roster. This is WrestleMania 32, where they tear down the house in that triple threat. Eventually, mm-hmm. Charlotte retains it, switch over to the women's title and Dana partners up which is a smart move it's like yo let me partner up with the champ let me be your muscle let me watch your back and it was a great partnership that benefited Charlotte because if you take away the time Sasha won the title Charlotte basically starts and ends all of 2016 as champion and doesn't lose it until February of next year where Bailey takes it off her but then part of that is also because Sasha takes out Dana and a lot of that is Dana watching Charlotte's back you know, you're not. I'm not gonna make it easy for anyone trying to come for this title. You gotta come through Dana, and even when you were so Charlotte one v one, Dana's gonna be around to make sure, like, yo, that's my that's my friend, that's my interest, that's my my partner. Like, I'm not gonna let you like get a one up on her and stuff like that. And 2016 was a very beneficial time where, at that point, they were on Raw and they had gone through all the other women's matches, so all you had was Charlotte and Sasha, and then. With the inner, with Bailey getting called up as well, that also meant Bailey had to play a role and Dana had to play a role, which was very significant TV time for those women where it wasn't really much else on Raw between the summer all the way till the end of the year where Sasha comes out the picture and then Bailey elevates into the picture and then it's Bailey's turn to try to go after Charlotte. So the thing I loved about this, and I wish it was more because. And I remember Ric Flair kind of said on one of his shows that like it felt like Sasha, it felt like Charlotte found her arm, her arm. Let my accent not kick in there. Um, I enjoyed the feud, like the team up, the duo. You know what I mean? Like I was there when um, Charlotte turned on Rick, and like Dana was in the ring with them. I always felt that this could have went somewhere. This could have elevated. 
into something bigger that would have eventually created a feud between them two, right? You look at, I mean, this is just like Pro Wrestler 101. A lot of times you see that one person, you know, I hate to bring this guy in, but for the sake of the feud, because he did get a victory over this guy, Virgil and Million Dollar Man. And, and, and shout out to Corey. Corey said it too. He was like, Dana and Charlotte was dropped too early. You know, it's one of those things that I felt like, you know, with Virgil and Million Dollar Man, it got you to the point everybody, and I was a child. Of course, I'm rooting for Virgil. He's the good guy in this sense. But everybody was rooting for Virgil. You know what I mean? And I felt like they could have done something with those two. Um, It wouldn't have been hard to root for Dana, especially considering the fact that Charlotte Flair is who she is. And, you know, it's like the nepotism of it all. So I wish they would have went there, uh, especially, you know, you just look at what Charlotte Flair would become. And, you know, if she would have that one person like, um, you know, Mike just said, like, you know, she could be a fire baby face. That was the time right there. That was the time to make her that on fire baby face. Yeah. Like, look at this photo of like Dana and the wrestlers in the uh, referee shirt. Can't you imagine a nice, beautiful women's championship around her waist? Because that I could actually see that to where like that makes perfect sense, and she could actually hold it, hold her own against anyone on that roster. Where you could have went this route. No facts, man. Facts. Sando, what do you think about this? Uh, uh every time I think about this moment, it makes me mad because I felt like this. I It disappointed me, honestly, because I thought this would have been the catapult to Dana's career. Because, right. like, you made her an ally in Charlotte. She did all this mm-hmm. muscle work for Charlotte. Then, of course, in, in and I put this on Charlotte, it's like Charlotte's typical behavior is to turn on anyone who pisses her off and doesn't get the job done, right? Typical heel thing. And then she becomes a face. And she actually stands up to Charlotte. And whether win or lose, I felt, okay, this is title picture material. This is main, like, main focus material. This is main right. matches materials. And, and again, flat. See, Why? I like a, a interesting take just from her promo a couple weeks ago. Like, if she had said the promo she said a couple weeks ago, like, during the time that we're talking after Charlotte right. turned on her, then it's like, okay, now I'm all locked in and actually put time into that feud. Even if Charlotte ended up getting the best of Dana Brooke, I feel like that could have made her in a way where we wouldn't be having this conversation, you know, so many years later. You know, Charlotte Flair is the most one of the most decorated women's champions in WWE of all time. And Dana Brooke was her, you know, partner that got her to a lot of that. So the fact that that was not really capitalized on the fact that that's never mentioned is very interesting, especially being that I think Dana Brooke has everything it takes to be a real, a successful WWE superstar. Uh, I want to take a, a, a second to kind of give her, some props in that department of just having what it takes that background in gymnastics, that background in athleticism, 
obviously still being employed, she brings something to the table backstage, hearing that she's mentored Bianca Belair. But, uh, and I would love people in the comments to tell us as well, what makes Dana Brooke a good WWE superstar? Why is she still on the roster? Why was she entangled with Charlotte Flair, Titus Worldwide? We'll get into all of this as well and all that stuff. Why is Dana Brooke so awesome? <laughs> Because she stands she, out. I, I look at does. the difference where, like, she does that flip. I'm like, yo, how the hell she do that? Like, I could do that 10 times out of 10. And you know how many times I'm going to bust my head and break my neck trying to do that? 10 times out of 10. I'm just like, Between her and Charlotte, I'm just, ow. it must be nice. I was like, right? I have, I, it must be nice. I have no balance. So I was just like, and she makes it, it she does, does it like, What are the secrets besides, like, genetics and just you're fucking awesome? That's the airport test. You look at Dana Brooke walking up and down the street in the airport, in the mall, you know, whoa, she looks like she's somebody, you know, she, she passes the airport test. She passes the hotel test. You may not, even if, and and that's the hotel test. I'm so confused. If you're in a hotel eating dinner or grabbing a drink and somebody walks past, you're like, wait, who's that? She catches your attention in a way that a lot of people don't. Oh. You know, somebody told me that I passed the hotel test, and I was like, okay. Ooh. I didn't know what it, Wait, I had the, no clue what it meant. The hotel okay. or the airport Yes, yeah, the hotel <laughs> test. I didn't know what it meant. So now oh, y'all have educated me, and I regret true. not calling a certain someone back, but, you know, that's besides the point. Well, that went left. <laughs> I agree. Brian, <laughs> oh, I do think she definitely passes that airport test because she's fit. And yeah. she has, she <laughs> she glows. She has something to her. That move, like you said, that flip, Justin, that you mentioned, it looks effortless. Do you know, like, I started working out again. Do you know the fucking core strength that you have to have to, to do what Dana Brooke does in the ring? Mm-hmm. I Which literally... I give her props because I'm like, there's no fucking way I could... Even in my prime, there's no way I could have pulled that off. And she does it, and she does it with ease. She does. I mean, you don't hear too many wrestlers, if any, complaining about her, like, when they leave WWE, mm-hmm. right? You don't hear right. her saying... Oh no, you know, you're not this good than the other, you know. Ooh. Let's get Corey, get into I mean, that's what he does. He's probably, you know, that's what he does. It's funny, I don't know if he heard me mention about him bowling, so I wasn't sure if he was here. So, Corey at my kicks or my fix says, Zinnerbrook is becoming like an Al Snow in the wrestling industry, and that's an extreme compliment. She's a veteran that needs that's needed on the roster. Natalia can't do anything. And the reason why I'm glad, shout out to you, um, Corey. I'm glad that you said that because it's a lot of what's done outside of the ring of why a lot of people respect Natalia, especially, and also Dana Brooke, where, like you said, that's not a bad thing. Having that veteran backstage that can work with anyone, you can depend on, you could throw her in the ring to show someone. She is on main event a lot. Some people may frown upon that, but she is a crucial part of the development of the women's division. Being able to, just like Natalia, being able to be like, okay, we'll put you on main event with Dana Brooke. That's a test. That is Dana Brooke being the, the kind of barometer of just like, okay, I can work with this girl because she is a veteran and she knows. And I think men 
in wrestling are more respected for that just because this is a new generation of women who actually know what the fuck they're talking about and have had opportunities again we just said dana brooke was signed for 10 years mm-hmm. which shows you how far women's wrestling has gone but people like dana brooke are important you need that person like in the if you look at the men's roster is basically the miz and ziggler that fill those roles where yeah. it's like when it's someone getting called up from nxt when it's a new signing and they're wrestling in wwe for the first time they if they're guys they usually wrestle the miz or ziggler where you're gonna get that experience you're gonna have a veteran that knows the ins and outs that can do the mic work that can do the ring work that no one has ever said anything bad about them as far as their work and they're gonna do everything they can to put you over and Corey mm-hmm. puts it perfect. Like Natty can't do everything, even though Natty is that person for the women. But she's for a lot for a long time she was looked at as like the only person that was able to do that. And then with Dana is able to inhabit that role, especially like on main event, where like Pete put it perfect. Like even though everyone doesn't watch main event, who do you think Zaya Lee's wrestling? Who do you think Shotzi's wrestling? Who do you think Aaliyah's wrestling? Who do you think Raquel's wrestling? When Rhea got called up, who do you think Rhea crossed paths with? Bianca cross paths with. You just mm-hmm. had a crop of women to get drafted to Raw and SmackDown. Who do you think they'll be working with before that happened? Right. Exactly. Talk about it. <laughs> and just also being a WWE superstar as opposed to just a wrestler, there's a lot of other things to adapt to. There's the lifestyle, there's the travel, there's the locker room etiquette. Someone like Dana Brooke can mentor someone take someone under their wing and be like okay men men or women and be Mm -hmm. like okay this is what you do this is what you don't do because she has had a lot of opportunities as well she's been a part of a lot of fun things and dylan is right you know being anywhere on wwe tv is not a bad thing especially with Dana's background anyway bodybuilding and fitness where like you have the travel, you have the schedule, but you still got to find time for the gym. You still got to find time to eat correctly. You still got to find time to make sure right. you're presentable. It's and tough. that's something that Dana knows to a T. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, even, like, I could agree with Patricia because, Patricia, like, y'all know I've been working out for a long time. And there's some days where you're just like, yeah, you get that adrenaline pump and then some time. I'm like, you know what? go home like i'm tired (laughs) but like it's like to make it consistent is dedication and like what nipsey hustle said like dedication is motivation and that's the key to hustle so for me it's just like she just needs to keep doing what she's doing like keep hustling because you have a whole fan base that looks at you like whether there's people that are opposing or not that looks at you and you're like, you know what, I can roll with this. Like this is someone that I'm gonna be rooting for because like they never gave up on themselves. And if the fans love like a good, I never gave up on myself or I never quit or never like, come on, it's what Jamey John Cena, the household name that he is. Like never give up the hustle, loyalty and respect. As much as it's like touted as much as literally the house that John Cena sits on. And I feel like it's the same way for her. Like no matter how long she's gonna be here, it's the same way for her. I really liked her with Titus O'Neil and Titus Worldwide. Ah, let's get into her and Titus Worldwide because I do feel like, and I know I wanted to get into Mandy next, but I do want (laughs) to follow this thread of Titus Worldwide because that was she was when I got back into wrestling heavy. That's who I knew Dana Brooke as was like the pencil skirt, glasses, titles worldwide girl. Mm 
what do you guys remember from that? Did you guys, you know, know watching it before being like, okay, so the girl that was with Charlotte, okay, now this is what she's doing. Okay. What were some of your thoughts while she was with, with that group? She dealt with them really good. She really blended with them. At at first it was like, all right, so this is going to be the partnership. But then you see it working. It's like, yo, they got something with this with all three of them. Like the statistician, like, yo, you always need that person. And WWE, for some reason, they don't do managers where they keep them for a long time, where it's like, yo, this is actually working. Go with this. The span of it is like always a year or like between eight months to a year that someone stays in a management fraction. The longest, I think the longest was was um was the Hardy Boys and Lita to be a team extreme, to be quite honest. And then you have, like, of course, we know the role of Valet always rotates. But with her, it was just, like, a nice like a nice blend to see her with Titus. I feel like Titus is also one of those veterans that's always taking people under. And it's like, listen, this is how we're going to do this. It's going to work. And then you have somebody like Apollo Crews, who's also who's with her in that NXT brand. It just, it it blended so well. Like it, it wasn't something that was just thrown together. It actually, again, is chemistry. Well, one of the things too you gotta realize, I'm gonna try to. I'm not gonna say you know he whose name shall not be named just because on my stream it usually something goes bad. But this was during that era, and I think honestly, if Titus Worldwide was happening now, mm. it would be more successful. Just for the simple fact, you always got to remember, you got three hours of Raw to fill, you know? Yeah. Um, And they were entertaining because, right. and, and that's the one thing, I think the common theme about Daniel Brooke is she puts entertainment. Like That's the you- part <laughs> I was going to say is she delivers Mm-hmm. That comedic role, she went from being Charlotte Flair's lackey to also mixing it up with Ric Flair, which also should be noted as mm-hmm. well. She goes, she joins Titus Worldwide. She elevated them. There's a reason why managers, we talked about Sherry uh, a couple of fan clubs ago, I believe, and elevate that manager elevating that. And that, there's always a woman that role elevating that. And Dana Brooke did do that for Titus Worldwide, in my opinion. The clipboard, the glasses, the ponytail. She was rocking them fucking pencil skirts. (laughs) She was fun in that. Slade, boots down, tens across the board. She looked good in every single pencil skirt they gave her. Loved it. It And the slick back ponytail. Ten, ten, ten. And then fans forget the company's name WWE World wrestling entertainment right the e stands for entertainment yes you need wrestling but you also need entertainment because not everyone wants to watch just wrestling 24 7 without a story exactly you also need that entertainment part and that's something that they brought Eternal to the table Friday nights at 11 o- i mean 10 o'clock for that <laughs> why you why you gotta be shady wait wait justin pew, 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 pew. <laughs> no he no that wasn't pew pew he took a bazooka and said ha-pong taking that speaking of which eight o'clock it's eight o'clock so you know what i'm done how you segue into that we do watch dynamite as a family so turn on dynamite and tune in and don't don't leave the hashtag dana brooke appreciation night where Party and hashtag 2WD fan club mm. is again one of those things where it's just like, okay, this is it. 
Like, even if she breaks up with, like, if they give her a title chance, she has them in her corner. It can't go somewhere. Mm. Right. Can we get into Black Thought's comment here? Because I do love talking about the Divas era. If this was the Divas era, Dana would have been champ at least once. And I actually was thinking that earlier. I was I was watching a compilation of all of her wins with a dear friend of mine. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, because I think about like a Beth Phoenix who like immediately stood out because she mm-hmm. was just like different in every way. And Dana Brooke kind of has all of those tools to do that. Uh, especially people watching, like, do you guys agree with Black Thoughts? Like, he's from Brooklyn, but we still respect his, his opinion. We're not doing this tonight. Um, we're not. We're do not. you think that <laughs> Dana would have been champion if she was in the Divas era? I think so. I think so. Um, Maria Canales, the gimmick, not Maria Canales, the, what we see now, but that Maria's gimmick was a champion. The cat mm. was a champion. Mm. Deborah McMichael oh. was a champion. And Dana Brooke can wrestle has a more better moveset than all of them. So okay. yeah, she would have been champion at least once. Probably probably would have had a run. I mean, honestly, if this and if we want to really go a little bit further, go there. This is the Divas era, you know. She'd have been on Maxim magazine like Kelly Kelly was. Mm-hmm. You know, or she would have easily been on. They would have gotten a jerky spot. I'm sorry, I don't want to go like on my like soapbox and stuff like that. But and this is <laughs> what like like what you said, Brian. Like the 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 connotation at being on Maxim magazine is necessarily a like might be a, a bad thing or like not so like prestigious. Fuck that! Not everyone could be on Maxim. But Dana Brooke, this is true. Like, this okay, is like, true. Like, wrestling, okay, it's so serious. Okay, we fucking gatekeep. But like, not every bodybuilder can be on Maxim and also fucking kick ass in the ring. That's not it's, easy. Once upon a time, candy that also kicks ass is not mm-hmm. easy. And I'm so tired of that having like such a fucking negative connotation to it. I think of like a Summer Ray who played football in lingerie. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's an actual but, league for that. And they hit hard. Adding, no, they hit hard. Okay, hit but hard. also look good doing it. That ain't mm-hmm. easy. And, yeah, and, and I was gonna say also like muscle right. fitness. But what I was gonna say was with the muscle fitness part, WWE would have marketed more. It would have been all over the billboards, all over the. You know how they did the big rollout for Sable. They would have did that for Dana Brooke and Muscle Fitness. Listen, if they put Eva Marie. In that magazine, total divas or not, like let's not and, and listen. I'll die on this hill. I, me too. I was gonna get there. Like I'd die on this hill. She had they let her actually wrestle, like she also would have been somebody that in the divas area would have been a divas championship. Like hold on, homegirl was trained with Brian Kendrick. Ain't no way you telling me you giving all that time and energy on in Beyonce's world. To make her just a regular person, no, she would have definitely been a champion. Dana and her probably would have had a fire ass match, like two bodybuilder bitches. They probably would have had like a a promo scenario where they would have been flexing for a photo shoot, and then Eva gets yeah. mad and they start fighting backstage. I, look, see, I saw the vision. I seen it. I would have manifested it. Vision. Wait, I so I wanna. It. 
pivot really quickly to her tag team with Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. Because on paper, it made Ooh. so much sense. Like, I didn't expect it to, and I didn't like... And they're matching outfits for everything. Like, I'm sorry. I, I was really into this. Was anyone else into this? I think they were trying to brand it like sexy muscle friends or something like that, but I was into it. Sexy muscle friends? You have beautiful blonde sitting right there as yes. a name. Blonde power. It was like it was like if Barbie had duplicated herself, but was also super athletic. I mean, Barbie could do everything, so that's the generic skew. But like, just everything. Like, it's one thing to be a tag team. It's another thing to be a tag team. Have the same hair. Have the same look. Have the same verbal speech. Have the like everything. And remember, this was this was during the what is it called during the pandemic? I forgot what they called the dome. The Thunderdome or yes. Pasier. In the Thunderdome era, this was perfect because you, there wasn't anybody heckling them. There wasn't like any awkwardness. Like they were into their both of them. If we talk about chemistry, they were very comfortable with each other, and that comfortability transferred into their matches and into their promos. They were very good together. I agree. Facts. They missed the opportunity to make them women's tag team titles. One thousand like- percent. Like they were so coordinated, everything they did, they matched each other. It was like they screamed women's tag team champions. Even though the company went in a different direction, it's just like, bro, how did you fumble this? Right. It would have been like, like the same way, cool like the iconics made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Dana and Mandy just made perfect sense with each other. They would have been like the lay cool, but with blonde hair and matching outfits. Right. Right, right, right. You think back to what? All right, so they was they was tag team champions during the. I mean, it was a tag team around the Natalia and Tamina era, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And also it, Shayna and Nia. Shayna and Nia, yeah. Um, there was room. There was definitely room for them to get the goal, and I think it would have been fun to watch them as the tag team. And you, like you said, just really could have just established that tag team division again. It's a see. The, I don't do this publicly, but fan club idea, things that could be re uh, purpose that was in the previous era under yep. the new regime. Yep. <laughs> we bring that to the forefront. Right, because that's one of them. You just made the list. There you go. That just I, made I, the I, list. Justin, put it in the notes. Put it on the list. That's like one of those ideas that crank while you're talking. And I'm like, man, like if you just think about that and so many we've we've mentioned how many balls was dropped with Dana Brooke alone. So now you think right. about in other aspects, right? And them being a tag team champions, you know, it just would have helped establish division. The There's a and then I mean, shoot. I mean, for all intents and purposes, for all we know, maybe in six months Mandy Rose will be back and we'll get a reunion. Um, that would be manifesting. Great. Do it. <laughs> I mean, yes, it would because... be the perfect time because we're all rooting for Dana right now, and Mandy Rose. It, you know, it wouldn't be a terrible thing for her to come back with all this momentum she has, like revisited. Mm-hmm. And we had a fan club where we gave Mandy Rose her flowers and basically talked about the growth of her going back to NXT, honing her craft, becoming NXT Women's Champion. And just the overall development to where that was so great for her and her career. Where like yep. you bring her back now and have her team up with Dana. Shoot. It's See, a I, I, I was about to ask you about to say something. Then I realized 
the answer to the question because I was gonna say, what if Dana went back to the um back to NXT? But then again, the reason you wouldn't for the same reasons we brought up earlier, and the reason um you know Corey brought up like the same reason why Apollo Cruz will always have a job is because you need her in there getting people ready. You need somebody in there that you could trust with a good match, and that's Dana Brooke. For sure. And Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke teaming up as a tag team, you know, I could really have worked as a heel tag team too because they represent what everyone kind of quote unquote hates about WWE, prioritizing like the busty blonde girl. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. have two of them pair up and then just like take over shit. Like it could have been done really well with like the nuances of how people look at women's wrestling low key. Like, you just were talking about, like, Maxim and stuff like that. And there's a generation that doesn't realize, like, getting on the Maxim Top 100 was a big-ass deal right. back yep. in those days. Oh, just yes. Like getting the cover of Sports Illustrated was a big-ass deal back in those days. Just, like, people have a, a vision of Playboy, but even Playboy, that was a humongous like For you to become a Playboy bunny, for you to become a Playboy bunny and actually have a feature spread right. in Playboy was not light work. Like, it, and it, despite its history, it was, like kind of like not even i want to equivalent it to being at the highest self of publicity because think of all the people that were in playboys the pam anderson's the you know all these allies people and same thing with like sports illustrated like the swimsuit edition think of all the models and stuff that have been on sports illustrated sports like Mm -hmm. all the features they had like it wasn't small it wasn't even though it was rooted in misogyny. Some people, it's not an easy thing to be on. Right, it's not easy. It's right. like winning a title. Exactly. Agreed. It's like, did you get the cover of Maxim? No, I did. Did you get the cover of Sports Illustrated? No, I did. Right. That's, That's a boost. It is a boost. I'm throwing that magazine you. left and right. If it was me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, you get one. You get one. I'm tanned no. out in the airport. I mean, listen, listen. I want to get into Black Thought's comment because I haven't really thought about this because I always thought of Dana Brooke in the context of WWE. But he says, since we're on Dana Brooke today, if Dana wants a chance, she should take a chance on herself and leave the company. Yeah. No. I don't see it. Not a lot of people are going to leave the house that built them. Bingo. Uh I mean, and then look what, like, all right, so you look at like what AEW is doing nothing with their ladies and then looking at impact yeah trinity's over there but she's building you know yeah she's building she's the star stuff. of the show right now yeah and i just can't see and, and then like you know the money the money in wwe is different and better yeah. and it's uh you know stable paycheck so and, and just it's... these opportunities i'm sorry real quick but just these opportunities like that she's getting that we mentioned at the top of the show uh, you know, being on the PBA tours and stuff like that, being an ambassador, uh, and you, you just, just like kind of like what we see with Titus O'Neil, you see with Dana Brooke. Yeah, I feel like, and 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 it's good that you said that, Brian, because I don't know if anybody remembers. I I know we put her name in a box. I'm gonna go with double R. That's what we're gonna call <laughs> going forward. What stuck with me with Dana was she just she had just had the few done. She just disaligned herself with um Titus Worldwide. She did the uh, ba- couple of battle royals, lost that, had a couple more feuds, lost that, and then she confronted Ronda Rousey. And to me, it was very much like that promo she gave on that Raw 
I think it was Raw. I can't. This girl comes to my head. That promo she gave stuck on me like glue because it was very much like people wanted it to be like a pipe bomb with AJ Lee, but it was more like it. You could tell it was personally rooted in her. Like it was her frustration of like, here you come, you come in here, you don't appreciate much. All you do is complain. You come out here in your mic on your soapbox and you complain. And here I am busting my ass, making opportunity for myself. Grinded all my life, hustle paid a price, and you stay here <laughs> bitching. Like, we're not gonna have that. And she kind of, I mean, she, she, get, Dana gave her, gave her, you know, she gave her that work, like that mic work. And it was just like, damn. Like, I think a lot of that now, when I look back at that promo, a lot of the stuff with her participating outside the company, doing like the campaigns and doing the community stuff, that didn't happen until that promo because it was like maybe somebody in the back realized like, okay, we've given all our resources to make the superstar and we can't put her in title push yet, but what else are we doing with her? And then all this stuff just started blowing up for her. Like, I started seeing her in more commercials with WWE and doing outreach. I started seeing her visit these schools and do these appearances and, you know, go to these. Oh, she went to an award show. Actually, she went to an NBA game. Mm-hmm. And then I think she met, she met like, a boyfriend at the time. She was dating a you Knicks player. Yes. Cancer Freedom. Yeah, yes. freedom. I forgot the freedom. She started being, and they started pushing her out more, and I was like, okay, <laughs> the, promo, the promo went somewhere. So you know, I, I like that last thought. And if I could <laughs> jump in, like, real quick to like Black Thought's point, like, I hear you on the take a chance on yourself and leave, but that doesn't work for everyone. There's a reason why it's a roll of the dice because. Leaving the company, yes, it's easy, better on yourself, but sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. And we've seen it many a times, not just recent, recently, but like in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, even with the guys. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. always work out. And they usually come back where it didn't hit like it was supposed to. Right. You were, you were maybe meant for mm-hmm. just this role and whatnot. And sometimes it's better to just stay where you're at. Like the perfect case mm. of this is Becky Lynch. Like think of where Becky Lynch was in 2017 before 2018, before the man, before she decided to really change some things up and really go with this man thing where she was kind of stuck in a rut. She was right. nowhere in the title picture. She was on battle Royals with everyone else. She was losing left and right to other people, whether it was Carmella or Alexa or Charlotte. And then she took the chance on herself of like, you know what? I need to reinvent something because this ain't working. But she stayed put, reinvented as the man. That ended up taking off. And you see where Becky Lynch is at today. But if you look back then, it's like maybe she should have been on herself and left. Like what would have happened if Becky Lynch left WWE at that point where she was at her lowest? And I think like it culminates like a recipe. What works for some people definitely don't work for everybody. I think people get so wrapped up in like the Drew McIntyre's and the Bobby Lashley's and the Dina Peraza's and all these people that up and leave and they're a notoriety. They've already built the house that they sit on from and their fan base follows them. Well, can we say that the same thing wouldn't happen for Dina Brooke? Yes, but sis is happy where she's at. Like you don't see her complaining. And then who's to say never say never? We can get off this whole episode and then all of a sudden. Because Rhea Ripley has nobody else. Boom, mind you, keep in mind, Rhea Ripley eliminated her in the Royal Rumble at one point. So who's to say we're not going to revisit that? Like, never say never at all. Right, right. For and every I think Cody Rhodes, too, there's a Ty Dillinger. Keep that in mind. 
that point too and (laughs) i also just don't want to downplay what that means being that she thrives in wwe as opposed to other companies just off of that other point of wwe is not just a wrestling company it there's a lot out more outside of the ring opportunities and inside of the ring and tv time if you think about it just like numbers wise and dana brooke is always on the press tours she's always visiting cities and doing that type of outreach work that a lot of people aren't doing and that's the ambassadorship that keeps wwe in business the time we brought up titus o'neill no he's not going to be world champion tomorrow no nobody misses him in the ring but guess what when wwe needs to be represented somewhere around the world they send titus o'neill and dana brooke is one of those people that can do that so no i don't see dana brooke wrestling outside of wwe but i don't think that's a bad thing because i really do feel like there's a lot of opportunity there outside of that and even if you know, she were to leave WWE tomorrow, I do feel like she has a lot to offer this business and this industry, even if it, that doesn't mean she's all elite, if that makes sense. Like, mm. Dana Brooke has a lot to give. And when was the last time you seen Tynos O'Neil in a wrestling ring? Wrestling. No, but he's booked and busy, I bet you that. <laughs> he is booked that and work. busy. He's too booked. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing wrong with being seen in that light. Like, to be booked and busy... To get paid to go to watch bowling and be an ambassador and represent the company, no problem with that. To watch basketball, another round that to cross over over sports and then considering what WWE is trying to do, like now that they have this deal with Endeavor, I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather be doing that than doing nothing. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right, I'd rather right. be like, you want me to sit here and be cute and show face and smile while this person, this person's fighting in the UFC. Fine, I'll take these ringside seats and put and put WWE on the Holy Grail, or do this, or do like amazing community things with children, or visit a school in Brooklyn. Right. Shout out to the, the wrestling club. Um, I listen, sign me up. I don't see the issue with that, and maybe that's where she's at. This is a this is a career that everybody dreams of. Because imagine being the person that has his career versus the person who has his career and not doing nothing with it. Exactly. Like she's doing a lot. She's doing a lot. And people don't give her credit for that, but I give her credit for that because that's the dream. That's like if the, some people's dream career ain't everybody's dream career or position. Exactly. Because again, or Google that network. Right. WWE is a global billion, billion dollar entertainment business, it's not a wrestling business. So Dana Brooke can really make a living you know doing what she's doing of course her passion is inside the ring and she has passionate fans i want to see her do more but i i would hope that she's fulfilled doing everything that she is doing i want to uh i want to take a quick break but before that um i do want to well what i want to get into after break is her comedic chops because especially being involved in that company you have to know how to entertain And Mm -hmm. a lot of people were saying it in the comments and on that tweet of just how entertaining she can be on TV. Her things with Reggie will get into the 24-7 championship absolutely after this break. Let's get into some of those things and some of what makes Dana Brooks special right after this break. 
Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Krista B., one half of those wrestling girls, and we hope that you're enjoying this current episode that we have for you. You know I had to come in here and interject and plug ourselves real quick. We want to tell you about our merch exclusively on foryourwear.com. That's right. For Your Wear has all the those wrestling girls merch that you want and need, not only for yourself, but for your friends, your family, and your loved ones. We have t-shirts. We have hoodies. We have tank tops. So please go over to foryourwear.com to make sure you get those exclusive merch, those exclusive deals, and tell them that TWG sent you. Love that throwback theme song. It is so good. Shout out to my sis, my other half, Krista B, Blue, and ForYourWear.com. And Justin, right. who is so dope. I fucking love it. If you have not gotten your hoodie, make sure you get that on a shirt. All three of you guys, I must say, have looked really good in the merch. I love and it. And the hoodie you, is you nice wanna and comfortable. Know you want to know how you know you're Hollywood? You have merch on for your wear. Cause mm, just, <laughs> Ooh, yes. just saying. And Not one, but some people have two. Cough, cough. <laughs> what did what did a wise man once say? Yesterday's price is not today's price. That part. New merch coming. So be on alert. So I'm glad we are back from that break. I do want to get into some of Dana Brooks' entertaining moments because she was a part of the women's evolution, essentially, and she was involved in a lot of firsts, including like Money in the Bank. She was in the first Women's Royal Rumble and all that kind of stuff. But do you guys remember her during like that 2020 Money in the Bank match? Yo, <laughs> th th that was funny. That that was, was I mean, you, anytime you get a on-screen time with Stephanie McMahon, it's always amazing. Big deal. But, <laughs> you know, I don't care what anybody says. Like, you're on the screen with the boss. But, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. I really enjoyed that match, too. Um, it was just a little upset she didn't win. <laughs> you know, I thought that would have been a good shake-up. But, uh, yeah, her grabbing the belt inside the – I mean, the briefcase inside the office. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It was it's like we lose track of it because it's the pandemic and this is the PC era. But yeah, that was one of those that's like we needed we needed some form of entertainment since outside was closed. And man, did the fucking women deliver all of them. But Dana especially, where it's like I remember that and stuff. You're just like, what the hell? <laughs> I had to work twice as hard because it's not like you said everything was closed. It wasn't like you know like now what's what's um uh this weekend of wrestling. You're probably going to have your screens open. Like watching baseball at the same time while you watch a wrestling. If you go to a bar, same thing. You was at home. The only thing you might have been else doing was working, but you was at home right. watching one thing. And like you said, she delivered along with the other ladies. Mm -hmm. She did. 
And because it was a cinema match, as they would say, like there was no crowd, it was a tape match, you had to bring the funny, you had to bring the entertainment, you, you didn't have the crowd to feed off of. And Dana Brooke had so many fun moments. <laughs> Y'all got to act a fool in Titan Tower. Like, that's something that right. as a fan, like, we all, like, can we do that once where we just act a, a fool mm-hmm. in Titan Tower to where Stephanie or Vince are just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? It's like real life action figures being able to play outside. Like, cause remember those those the first set of WWE action figures, they actually had Titan Towers as like a set and the ring was like at the bottom. So people were like, you could take your action figure and like have it jump off of Titan Towers into the ring, even though that's like something you shouldn't be promoting. But it was a thing. <laughs> so like for that to happen, you to be a wrestler and actually live that again, like goals. Things what half of us want to be superstars regardless and then like most of us will never get to tour titan tower so that was like our behind like we're taking a look behind the curtain and like oh shit they actually have this room they got that room oh this is what this looks like oh that's what vince's office looks like like y'all have my attention at a time where we needed this no i I really I, i enjoyed her in that can we also just get into, I, I want to just take a long time, not a long time, but I want to talk about <laughs> her 24-7 championship run. Because First we off. actually did, yeah, she did fun things with the 24-7 championship. We actually did an episode on that championship. Uh, I was doing a deep dive because we were like, how fun would that be if the women got more involved? And then not too long after that, Dana Brooke, you know, she and Reggie were doing funny things. Do you guys remember Dana Brooke in the 24-7 championship? How did you guys feel about it? I mean, she was 15, 16-time champion. As of Wikipedia, 15-time. Yeah, 15, 15-time champion. 15-time 24-7 champion. Like, you may not look at it as a world champion, but she held that. That's a long time she held it down. Dude, not for nothing. That whole angle. It gives me, it makes me funny because y'all remember the double wedding? Yes. Son, that was Let's fun. get into it. We could get into <laughs> it. I just thought, like, mind you, I stand Reggie in this household. Like, even even with him, go, whether it going on with him at NXT, now he's back at NXT. But with him and Dana Brooke had, like, a love story, I was like, I was like, could be the only person that was like, Reggie, what are you up to? What you doing? Like, she won the title. I said, but you with her now? What you doing? Like, what are you up to? Can't be no good. And they got as far as, like, getting married. And then you had Tamina involved. And then, like, you had, like, mind you, this was the most, if you could have a Vegas wedding, WWE mm-hmm. style, this would be that wedding. Because you had Sasha involved, you had Trinity involved, you had our truth as the pre, like, it, it was just, like, one big clusterfuck, but it was a funny clusterfuck. But, <laughs> and then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, what's the point of this wedding? And then, like, you see her jump from the top rope, and, and everybody's getting pinned left and right, and I'm just like, this has to be the most interesting post-pandemic segment of wedding on Raw that I've ever watched in my entire life. And I loved it 1,000%. And I appreciate all the players in this play. Tyler Perry couldn't do it, but y'all did that. It, it was just good. It was just too good. Our truth as the minister. Yo, and back to, again, what makes her so good for WWE. If you have a wedding, a wrestling wedding, I think you've, like, cemented yourself in WWE history. <laughs> Yo, facts. I mean, what, you got her, you got Crystal Marshall, 
You got Miss Elizabeth. Uh, you got Stephanie McMahon, Lita. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure I might be missing uh Don Marie. Don Marie. <laughs> um, yep. Wow. Yeah. I mean that's that should be a shoe fire hall of famer, right? Right. You, you Who was the shortest title reign for the 24 hour championship? That needs to be also an episode Second. on fan club. I would love to dive into that. It has to be seconds <laughs> at this point because people were like flip flopping that shit all over the place. Now let's be real, as content creators, don't act like y'all ain't have visions of becoming a twenty four seven champion. I mean, when you started seeing NASCAR, I was, hoping, I was people. hoping, like Loki, you want to hear the weirdest dream that I have, but now the 24th championship's not around. I could tell it real quick. So I had this dream one time, right? That we all went to WrestleMania. We first heard Philly. So we all went to WrestleMania, and then Patricia and Krista were like on the on the screen with like Charlotte Flair. And then like our truth still had a 24 hour championship. And Krista's like, yo, what's up? Can we take a picture? Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, nowhere I don't know where I come and I just kick our truth in the head. And then you see Patricia just kind of cover our truth. And <laughs> Patricia became the 24 hour champion. And I was like, I woke up in the middle of it. I'm like, all right. I need a break from wrestling. Like I was like, I need a break, and this is what my life has come to. <laughs> and then, and then that like it was funny because the same night that was when Nikki like tossed it in the trash, which pissed me off. But I was like, that would have been. So dope, you though. brought that up. <laughs> but it was like the way it was funny. I was like, I just like karate kicked our truth out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden Patricia just comes in and swoops on the win, and then we're like holding the belt on fan club, and then I just woke up out my dream. It was weird. It was all over the fucking place. I feel like Brian H. Waters asked that question because he's imagined himself winning. I mean, I don't blame him. Once you, once you saw Rosenberg, once you saw Rosenberg win the title, it's was like, yo, anything is possible. Word. Rosenberg won the title. MLB Network, I think, or NHL Network, one uh, Fox Sports, one it. Yeah, yeah he pulled it up. Then, um, what's the guy is that's in UFC that always ends up on uh WWE? Daniel something. Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Yes, he won it too, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. He might have. Every, we need it. Everybody's won it. Everybody's won it. But to but to bring it back to crew, like that's it. but to bring it back All to right. Dana and Reggie, like to bring the. To let the chat know, I was actually watching this before we came on live for this show. And, like, the thing I did not remember about mm -hmm. this whole Dana and Reggie and the wedding stuff, even though it was only last year, which I blew my mind. Because, like, wait, this was last year? This felt like this was, like, three or four years ago. But so much has happened in wrestling since. But, like, right. the layers on it. Because this started with everyone knows R-Truth and everything with R-Truth and the 24-7 title. And then you see Dana getting involved and you see like the levels were like, all right, Reggie's going to have her back and this and that. But while everyone's coming for her and then like the, as the weeks progress, you see the relationship with Reggie and Dana progress to where, yo, now let's incorporate Tozawa. Let's incorporate Tamina yep. into this. And that's how you get the double wedding stuff where now Tozawa's going after Tamina, just like Reggie's going after Dana. But then Dana's got the title and everyone's trying to come after Dana in this title Archie's got to play mediator, and then mediator <laughs> turns like I'm gonna be the guy who officiates this wedding, and then the wedding. Siendo undersold this. This wedding is fucking hilarious. It's so like, I did not. I gave the best without like busting out in laughter because every time I think about that wedding, I like crack myself the hell up. Like this, what? Like Jerry Springer walks so this 
this wedding could run. I swear to God, this was like a full blown, <laughs> mild down Jerry Springer moment. It was hilarious, minus like all the weird stuff that Jerry Springer used to have going on. But it literally gave that. It gave you like a PG version of what the like attitude era was. Remember all the those weird, crazy segments in the attitude era that you remember? Like we had weddings in the attitude era. We had people, the hardcore championship, perfect example. That was the attitude era. So when you watched that wedding, it was like the perfect blend of both. It was like a PG version yeah. of hardcore and the attitude era. And I loved it. Oscar worthy performance for your consideration. Just to hear R2, our truth just called Dana Brooks, Dana Brooks. And then just Dana be like, truth. After that, she <laughs> has been so funny. I was looking up gifts and like the dance contest, like she was involved in that as well. Like there was so many different things, so many opportunities that she had really quickly. How did you guys feel about them throwing that in the trash? I know Brian H. Waters, you were able to interview her, I think in LA or produce an interview it. with her. Yeah. Um, how did she feel about that? And how did you guys do you think they could have done more with it? You know, she did a lot with it on TV. Yeah, that happened. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. You know, um, and she said this on record to uh, Shoemaker and Kaz, like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, throw in the trash. And, you know, it's like she took pride in being 24 7 champion. Right. Um, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, you can say what you want about the title, when it was entertaining. And like you said, I mean, it's just so many different moments. I mean, you had legends coming back, winning it. And, you know, for them to just discard it like that, it was like, all right, y'all ain't had to do that. Because at the end of the day, you was never going to be so much of a wrestling company right. that you wasn't going to have an entertainment factor, right? You right. know, so that was the thing. And I and I felt the same way. You know, I, I as much as I like Nikki Cross, I mean, she was just kind of like the person who had to do it, right? I, I, you don't hold that against them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, I mean, she was a 24-7 champion at one point. You know, she could have better. Eh. And then it, and then they didn't get the trash can. Eh. <laughs> I didn't miss the trash can. That's what made it worse. It did make it worse, yo. That's exactly what made it worse. Like, come on now. Dakota looked at that belt like, oh, like, sis, you know you, never mind, we're walking. Like, the way Dakota... <laughs> It's bad. It's really bad. It had to get discontinued at some point. It was, you know, the whole, you know, story aspect does get old after a while. But there's a way to discontinue a championship without throwing it in the trash on TV. (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm. You know, especially because that was one of the ways that Dana Brooke's fans were able to see her on TV was have fun with this championship, a wrestling wedding. I feel like that's a milestone that any sports entertainer wrestler like to have a wedding like angle, a love trout like that is super cool for like Dana Brooke. And again, just, you know, noting how many people she's defeated, how many moments in the in the women's evolution she's been a part of like. Some of the notable wins that Dana Brooke has over women that a lot of people don't. We talked about the Baileys, Carmella, Alexa Bliss. Um, yep. Wait, let me see. Has she been everyone in the... No, I don't think she has. Let's see. In the has she beat everyone she in the Four Horsewomen? She didn't pin Sasha. No, she didn't get Sasha yeah, didn't or Charlotte. Sasha or Charlotte. Okay. But this is a pretty good list. And having that dependable hand is not easy. So I just want to also just shout out her for all of these victories. There's a lot of Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers on this list. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. So shout out to, to Dana Brooke for this and just being that kind of anchor that's followed along. She's got, really if you pull it back up, she has veterans, legends. She has veterans, legends, future legends, future freaking superstars. Three of the people on there on the main, two of the people on there now, Indy Hartwell is up there, Zoe Stark, who everybody just got to see at the Royal Rumble. Like, this is a pretty yep. stacked list of people to be. And it's not She's to go unnoticed. A main event also at that point, like when you're able to, to niche within the company and dominate it like the 24-7 championship, she did that very well. Um, I want to know, you know, we talked a lot about her past. I'm glad we were able to talk about a lot of her victories and what she has been able to do and a lot of opportunities she has had with the company. But I want to ask everyone in the fan club tonight, the crew and the people in the comments, what is mm -hmm. truly next for Dana Brooke? Honestly, what is like the most, you know, tangible thing that's next? A repackage. A repackage. I would say, you know, if she got like super pissed off or some sort of cocky attitude, because then it's like, I mean, that might be hard to believe, you know, because like, I mean, you look at somebody like Dana Brooks, she's genuinely a nice person. So, um, but if you, the reason why I say like, you know, just, a repackage into such a character that's just so annoying. But then I think you tap back into the pencil skirt version, you know, maybe tap back into Titus Worldwide. Let's try it again. I mean, Apollo's up on the main roster. Mm -hmm. Titus ain't doing anything. Try it again. Try it with this regime. Right. And remember what we talked about when we talked about the Mandy Rose appreciation night, like being sent back to NXT is not like what it used to be. You go from, I think people confused it with what it was like to be sent back down to OEVW because we know about how a lot of the older wrestlers felt about that. Like a lot of talent, like Big Show and, and uh, Mark Henry were sent back when OVW was very much on the rise and they felt like it was kind of a demotion. But with NXT, this is kind of like a, you're not fired we just mm -hmm. want more out of you, though. And that's what a lot of wrestlers are taking. Like, a look at what Mandy Rose did. She took that and skyrocketed, unfortunately, before everything happened. You look at people like Apollo Crews. You look at people now, even Reggie. Like, Reggie's in the really big storyline. He's back down at NXT. Like, we look at Drew. I want to say his name wrong. I hate when I do that. Gurluck. Drew Gulak. 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 Like, he, he went from wrestling Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's not there anymore. Daniel Bryan considered him one of the best grappling opponents of this generation. Now he's back down at NXT. So none of it's, like, it's not as frowned upon as it used to be. So if she does end up back at NXT, I would love it. I'm still going to watch it because, like, mm -hmm. then that just means, again, she's not down. She's just still in the running. And now she, like, she has this chance to be even better. Because imagine her being the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. I think it would be a great run. I really agree with you, Sienda. I was thinking about that lately, too, uh, of her going back to NXT because the draft kind of took all of the established stars right now from that brand. And Dana Brooke would be a perfect veteran to go down there and sort of, like, anchor that and help that talent. And uh, I just want to welcome Nikki Bouge. Like, she is also a big Dana Brooke fan. And we did talk about how she helped Charlotte Nikki. and Happy how it's not talked about enough. But I, I think make her Dana Brooke going back to NXT making a strong impact or like debut could work wonderful. 
characters. Ooh. I can see that. And you guys make some. This is a goodie. I mean, we're gonna have to stay tuned. Nikki says Dana may have a type. Word. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's her and another person. But I'm. I'm think. I was like thinking that it's her and one other person that I have in mind that might have done that. That would be good. That would be lit. If she doesn't go back to NXT, and you guys have some great visions for Dana, I kind of want to see her go after this women's tag team title. I know we talked stuff about the women's tag team championship belt, and we just discussed earlier how Dana really is like a tag team specialist and there's a story right there where it's like outside of the 24 7 championship she's always been around this women's tag team title picture but never got to hold the belt and that could be her story where it's like I keep coming across this path of this belt that keeps eluding me whether it's like regardless yeah. of what partner I have I'm it's like we're almost kind of made for each other but we just can't get on the same road and we can't get on the same path for some reason I would love to see her grab a partner and finally get this belt where she's like outside of the 24 7 title like the the times where she's actually fought for titles has been mm-hmm. for the women's tag team titles and she's lost many a time so i would love for her to finally be like finally after all these years after all these matches after all these l's i finally got something that really has eluded me and i got to do it with a partner where right we, we talked about the tag team special stuff where like all the different partners she's had in her history that would be like a full circle moment of like many years finally culminates right this and then she can make her and said partner can make the tag team title something that really haven't had in a minute since like right. sasha and naomi since sasha and bailey and she could be like i'm gonna make this my thing because Rhea's gonna have that title for a minute possibly bianca's had that title for over a year i'm gonna make this mine this women's tag team title and if i don't do the nxt route this will be mine and you could she can grab a partner and that could be their path how do we guys feel about this one comment from Nikki? Dana should have at least one reign. Folks were dying to give Liv a title. That energy should be given to Dana. The energy's not forgotten. That energy is definitely not forgotten, though. Like I feel like if, like I said, my hopes is that like with somebody giving somebody a long reign with Rhea Ripley and not just the toss and match, it would be Dana. Yeah. In my fair opinion, it'd be Dana. Yeah. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna try and get like Rhea this cooling off period from like Sasha mm-hmm. and from or this cooling off period from Charlotte, or if Bailey decides that she's tired of damage control and decides like, hey, I kinda want my belt back by myself, Rhea give it to me, I think Dana will be next in line. I don't mm-hmm. count her out. I think I think a lot of people try and I'm not counting her out. I think she's gonna have a belt at some point. It within the next, I'm calling it now. We're talking a year and a half oh. within this period. I'm calling it. I mean, okay, Sam's okay. right. You can't count it out because look, look at Liv. Like Liv looked like she was stuck in neutral for God knows how long. You saw the dis- the disassemblance of the Riot Squad where Ruby and Sarah go on to different things, and then all of a sudden she wins Money in the Bank, and then all of a sudden she catches on Ronda Rousey, and then all of a sudden she becomes SmackDown Women's Champion, and you see where mm-hmm. Liv went from there. That could easily be Dana, right? Yeah. I completely, completely agree. And also that part about Dana Brooke and Charlotte having unfinished business. What's really cool about where Charlotte Flair is right now, too, is if she wanted to do that and put her energy behind possibly elevating Dana Brooke in a feud, WWE has a storytelling skills to do it. Mm-hmm. Put a little package together, throw some 2016 <laughs> and- clips up in there. We'll be invested. 
And Dana owes Charlotte many receipts because Charlotte did not treat Dana nicely during that run at times. So, Dane Black, I ain't forget about 2016 and 2017. You are owed. You are owed. Rent's due, and I'm here to collect. Pay me my coin. (laughs) So, Money in the Bank is coming up after Night of Champions. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the next PLE. We talked about kind of how she made a start. I know she trended and people were entertained by her in that 2020 match and she's done a lot. How do you guys feel about her possibly winning the briefcase? You honestly can't rule it out because honestly, WWE needs someone with that briefcase that's going to hold it for a minute because part of the problem with the women's money in the bank, they automatically cash in within the next 24 hours, whether it's the same night or the next night on Raw. They need someone to kind of hold that belt. And I could see Dana winning the belt holding it and making it her own and doing something with it, a la what Carmella used to do with the Money in the Bank briefcase, where she could tease a cash-in, but no, 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 I don't feel like doing it tonight, or uh, I'll send Ellsworth out there and this. And she made that belt her own before she finally cashed in on Charlotte. And I could see the same route where Dana makes that briefcase her own. She could tease it and be like, Bianca, don't forget, I got this. Rhea, don't forget, I got this. Charlotte, I have your numbers. Yeah. I got you on speed dial. Charlotte wants to come in and take a title. Cool. Guess what? I also got this. True, true, true. I don't think it's too far fetched, but I don't see it happening, to be honest with you. But I think it would be a perfect rebuild. Only reason I don't see it happening just because I see they got so many stars they just brought up. So, like, right. I could see Amia Yim. I could see Zoe Smart uh, winning. I just don't see it in Dana Brooke right now. Um, Prove me wrong. I have actually another spot for her. What's up? Be Trish, be with Trish Stratus. Mm. Trish Stratus but like as her muscle. But, yeah. but but we do all the dirty work. You know? Right, but we're tired of her being someone's muscle now. But but if she's with Trish Stratus. On screen with Talk her. About about all people could say they get to work with Trish Stratus. I, I want Trish Stratus to be her muscle. Think about all the stuff Trish Stratus does outside of the ring. Think about the Instagram photos. Think about when Trish Stratus. Nikki, what do you mean? Nikki. <laughs> but Nikki, damn. No. Nikki. Not yet, really? Nikki. You tired of Nikki? Push in the rub that people think. Elaborate. Elaborate. I want. I'm. I'm curious, and I think I understand a little bit about what Nikki is saying about that. Explain yourself. However, if Trish is staying around and she's going to be a heel, and she has that connection and Mike skills, Dana Brooke has a little bit that maybe Trish has that she doesn't. That could be the elevation that Dana Brooke could use. I don't know. Oh, she said she's been tired since 2019. And what you could do is Trish could be like, she takes the elder Becky is like, damn, I can't get over the hump with, with, uh, or Trish could be like, I can't get over the hump with Becky, but you know who can Dana? Cause you bring up that list again and be like, yo, you know, who has a win over Becky Lynch, Dana Brooke, you've been here longer than I have. You've been facing people more recently. You're more traversed to where you could handle this. And I got your back. Like I said, anything Trish does is attention. Like Trish right. gets outside of wrestling attention, where like she could just post a photo and be like, "Oh shit, she's wrestling again." Okay, I gotta tune in. I gotta this pull is up. True. Like I feel like has she ever wrestled? 
I know Lita got a good reaction in Riyadh and Jihad, but has Trish ever been to Saudi Arabia? This will be the first. This will be the first time that Saudi Arabia fans get to see Trish Stratus and look at who is once again giving these bitches platforms. The man, Big Tom Bex herself, Becky Lynch. But I again, I like I I want so much for Dana that it's like Trish morph her like make her the best version of herself that she could possibly be. Like I don't even want to say make her like you because it only be one Trish Stratus. The way like, I feel like they only be one Dana Brooke. Like just make her like bitch, get your ass out there and win a belt. Like whoop these bitches. Like you can you can whop Molly the floor with some of these girls. Get out there and go do it. That's the kind of format that I see. I don't know how anybody feels about that. Nikki said, let Trish go home. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same color. But like, I don't want Dana to be anybody else's muscle. I think we're done with the valet and stuff. We've already explained that she has good chemistry. Give her a chance. It's about damn time. Y'all got nothing else better to do. These NXT girls are still being molded down there. You only called up a few. Like, give her a match with Indy Hartwell. They've already right. gone up against each other. That's very true. Wow. Yeah. I also want to shout out Fit Gems Nation, um, who run. They basically do what we do, but in the fitness world, is they elevate women in the bodybuilding community and gives them the props because they don't, they aren't given enough props as the men are in that industry. And they are big Dana Brooke fans, and they've been pushing this, and they invited a bunch of their platforms. So I want to shout out to them. They also wrote about this fan club on their blog, and it's a really good blog, Fit Gems at blogspot.com where they put profiles out and they've been following Dana Brooke. And they even said, you know, they like that we don't just say like, okay, put the championship on Dana Brooke. Not everyone needs to be world champion in WWE. And I don't think that is the path for Dana, but I think she's a pure example of why WWE needs a solid mid-card division. Where Mm -hmm. even if there wasn't a title around it, Give more non-title feuds and have Dana be the star of that part of things. And then that's that's where I think a lot of people were also disappointed in this 24-hour, 24-7 championship debacle because, like, hell, if y'all didn't care about it so much, what was wrong with giving it to Dana and having to be Dana, like, have a storyline where it's mine and kind of have her make it, like, I don't want to say the TBS championship type thing, but why not turn it into a women's championship and just have her be like, it's mine. I earned it. I did this. I did that. If you want it, come and get it. And then just start from there. But, you know, not everybody thinks alike. Hell, back in the day, you had the million dollar man defend his million dollar belt from time right. To time. Yep. Brian, no, what do I you think? think? Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, you did, Nick, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, again, when you got somebody that's entertaining like that and somebody has a good move set. Give me, give me more time on this camera. Let's see. Like, think about. Dang, I'm drawing blanks right now. Sorry, but you think about all the men that put on good matches, right? Mm-hmm. No titles involved, but you know you're gonna get a good match. You know you're gonna get a whole bunch of spots. Why can't we have that with the women? Why can't we just have storylines that's just for the sake of storylines? Like we got one now with Trish and Becky, but we need more. I, I was, I was talking to. Uh, the guy, Brother Brandon, earlier today. And we was both saying, we can't wait till you get to the point where you can have 
a card where it's five women's matches and five men's matches. You know, where it's not always got to be, oh, the women are on. Like, no offense, like, we love women's wrestling to the point we want to see it equal, where it's not such a, right. oh, my goodness, do you believe that? They got women's There's wrestling three on. three matches? Yeah, like, we're going to celebrate it while it's the first. What did, we, what did we do to deserve this spoiled treatment? That's what it gave. We're spoiled. You know, so that's where I'm at, man. Like, like and, and when you got somebody like Dana Brooke on the squad, give her those matches. Right. I completely agree. And I and I'm excited that everyone kind of sees a future with Dana Brooke, whether even if that's not in the title picture, they see the value that she can give within the rest of the division. Um and Nikki brings up good points of just about like the legends and how to use them and how to use a, a veteran like Dana Brooke. It's one of those situations, especially because she's been around for so long. I do just for a second, just want to just shut down all of Dana Brooke's haters really quickly because a lot of them with the snarky comments, and like we all have talked about during in this fan club tonight the value that Dana Brooke brings to WWE Women's Division, the talents that she has, the skill set that she brings to the table, everything that she does outside of the ring in WWE, that community building is important part of things. And not everyone can fit into that ambassador role. And Dana Brooke, if you look, she is always in those press photos. You know, Brian, you were able to interview her. They were able to, to, to slide her into that interview because it was like, oh, okay, dependable person. Let's put her in. That's valuable. So I'm glad we were able to give Dana Brooke her flowers and her appreciation. And everyone that joined us, um, put in the comments, like, one last thing you'd like to know about Dana Brooke. She did tweet that she was listening to this fan club stream i don't know if she's still listening but we do love you dana brooks flex city forever and then it's like that's another awesome thing about her like she appreciates the hell out of her fans so i heard her just take the time out of whatever she's preparing to do what busy schedule she have to just be like i'm listening that means a lot to us and that's why people gravitate towards her because not for nothing she really doesn't have to but she does and that what that, if that doesn't make you like her, like, that's fine. But, you know, like, for me, watch your mouth. Just saying. Because the fan. I'm a fan. Yep. Yeah, man. And it's something that we've talked about on fan club. There's someone for everyone. And if she's right. not your cup of tea, that doesn't mean that there isn't a loyal fan base that rocks with her. And we found it out this week that there is a loyal fan base that really rocks with Dana Brooke to where, like, if you don't like her, cool. But if you want to come with smarky comments or if you want to pay good money to show up to shows and be an asshole, then that's on you. And that's a reflection of you, but not the entire fan base. Cause a lot of us actually kind of fuck with Dana and we actually want to see her do great things. Some of us want to see her as champion. Some of us want to see her as money and the bank winner. We want to see her do great things. If, if she think your cup of tea, cool, but fall back. We don't need the comments. That part, mm -hmm. And yeah, she did say that she was listening. And I don't think anyone particularly hates Dana Brooke, but wrestling is broad and there's so much going on. And like you said, she may not be your cup of tea, but she is a lot of people's cup of tea. And she has everything that it takes to be a successful WWE superstar. And we're so excited to see 
where else she goes. I want to shout out also another uh, fan account, Dana Brooks Fans 1 on Twitter, another account that has followed us for years who we always have constructive conversations about her. Again, we're not saying dethrone Bianca Belair, be the one to break the streak. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is give her a little bit more TV time, invest a little bit more in storylines involving her because she is a veteran and she has everything that it takes. And I hope that you know just like when we did the the naomi episode a few years ago we released it at a time that naomi trinity said i needed to hear this i needed to reflect my career i hope this reaches dana brooke in that same capacity where she feels like it's time you know like Mm -hmm. this gave me the fire it's reminded that like we love you you have a fan base out there you have a community that's rooting for you and this is honestly what i've always wanted fan club to be like which was just a forum to celebrate particular things and we were able to do that tonight and do a part two in our very first you know twg spotlight on dana brooks so thank you all for every for making this happen and thank you to the crew brian sandal and justin for tapping into and even going you know doing this we all had to go back and look back on moments from dana brooke thank you guys did you guys like celebrating her tonight this was enjoyable i like any excuse to watch breaking ground again is a perfect excuse to mm-hmm. be doing this type of thing so, so any, any for those that don't remember breaking ground sandal really quick was that like a tough enough or was it a reality show it, it was more like i want to make sure i say it right it was more like a behind the scenes yeah it it wasn't much tough enough but you got to see what it was like to be in the beginning because a lot of people i think they created this show because a lot of people weren't understanding the pretext of nxt like if people were comparing at the time to like a wcw for wwe which was not the case you got to see people i think i think at one episode at one point somebody got released like bill like bill uh Bill DeMond, when he was there, he had to release two people, and they kind of gave the insight on that. You had finally saw the the friendship between Bailey and Carmella, and how their friendship would be on the road. Like they were traveling, they were, you, they, it was just so much. Like even from like Corbin Corbin Barron's like um, struggles with going from football to being a WWE superstar. They featured that they had Aaliyah who wasn't like really grasping Ooh. the concept of becoming a superstar, but they featured her and it, it all traveled up to WrestleMania weekend. They talked about Sasha and Bailey were on there because they were of course covering Bailey because this was like her second takeover. And it was like a real big deal what Triple H was doing for them. And mm-hmm. even they covered everybody from Nia Jax to her to, um, yeah, I did watch this. It was so good. Like I, like, I remember religiously, I didn't, the network was horrible to me, but it was three reasons to watch. They had, they still had all the old documentaries, every single one, from CM Punk down to Randy Orton's first one, to John, all of John Cena's, to like the Razor Ramon documentaries. And then they had new shows and Breaking Ground was one of them. So I liked it. It made me appreciate NXT so much more because it wasn't like, they weren't sugarcoating what happened. It was mostly dirt sheet things that you heard were happening down at NXT that would they put on the show. No filter, no cut. They had like people who were training, like they had like tryouts and somebody like I think I threw up at a tryout and they were showing like how like like in I'm skipping with my words. They were showing how really tough it was. Like what you would have saw on Tough Enough was it was more like real and grit. Like it looked like a reality show. 
It looked like a like a like a back behind the scenes of an NFL game day. That's what it gave me. Gave me game day vibes. Remember when ESPN used to have 360? Mm-hmm. That's what it gave me for but for the NXT brand. Mm-hmm. And it all lined up to WrestleMania weekend. Gotcha. Yeah. They should bring a little something like that back, even if it's just yeah. like on YouTube. Enzo and Amore had gotten called up after that. And I remember them like Triple H, and I knew that Triple H was going to make Carmella a champion at one point because he said he left Carmella behind at NXT because him and the whole company really see a future in her. And I was like, oh, for him to say that on a show, mm-hmm. when we He's always right guess like, who's the Triple H guy, who's the Vince person, like, for them to do that on a show, I was like, that's never really been done before. That's pretty You only cool. heard it in interviews. So, it's on Peacock, so if you want to watch it, watch it again. Yeah. No, that you definitely... <laughs> have you know enlighten me to go do that and go back and look at all of that stuff there's so much out there but i I just want to take a second again uh i think this was a super fun fan club i think we should do a lot more like this more part two spotlights i think it's a great way to kind of touch base yeah because again you know we covered dana brooke in 2019 and we're saying a lot of the same things that we said in this fan club so we want to do more of that we're so much closer shout out to krista b to our 100th episode i think right now we're at like 88 or something like that so make sure you Thank you. Subscribe how many, to our wait, how many episodes channel. again? We're like at 889, 88, 89. So we oh, are very huge. close. <laughs> that's that's huge. a huge milestone that we want to reach. I don't know if you guys even noticed we've been feeding y'all weekly. We do mm-hmm. have podcast episodes every two weeks, but we have been trying to give you guys some new content every week. So thank you for that. If you have not already checked out our Carmela Spotlight, please make sure you do that. It is on all podcast platforms and on our YouTube channel. We just dropped our Rest Things interview on all of those platforms as well. Check that out. We are here every fucking Wednesday mm-hmm. for hashtag TWG Fan Club on Twitch. Next week, we already have our topic actually because it is the premiere of the new season of Dark Side of the Ring, one of my favorite TV shows ever. It is such a good take on wrestling documentaries. We're going to do an unpopular opinion about Vice's Dark Side of the Ring the day after the new premiere. So you are not going to miss that. You are not going to miss being a part of the conversation. What happened on Dynamite, Brian H. Waters? Lady Frost is making her 2023 debut. Ooh. Here we go against Valkyries. Really? Yeah. Ooh. And uh, welcome, Factor Z twenty six. We did talk about Dana and Emma as a tag team, and we do think they should revisit that, especially since they're both in the company. I do think it's a fun opportunity. I think the IWC would definitely know what it's about in the legacy, and it has some legs. Mm-hmm. Um. So before we head out, I just want to go back and talk about some of what's going on in the TWG universe. Like I mentioned, check out our recent episodes that are out on all platforms. Krista B and Chris are back on Friday with Krista B Sounds Off exclusively on Twitch at 3 p.m. Eastern. There is a lot to unpack since they've last sounded off, so make sure you're there. 
Saturday, we are back with another live recording session with a spotlight on Nancy Benoit, who was known as Woman in Wrestling. We are giving a spotlight to her and talking about some of her innovations and entertaining things that she did in wrestling. So make sure you check that out. The next Thursday Thursday stream is June 8th. We will be streaming some fun classic episodes on Twitch on Sunday for TWG Classic. There's a lot going on. So just make sure you follow us everywhere to stay tuned. Shout out to Krista B. Shout out to Dana Brooke again. If you are still listening, we love you. We are always rooting for you. It is Flex City always, forever. Whatever you end up doing, whether it's in WWE, in the entertainment world, you have the potential to do it all. You have a community that is here following you, and we love you, and we love our community. Shout out to our VIPs, the Rakarshas, the Black Thoughts, the Dylans, the Vaughns, the Corys, and all of that that joined us. Thank you. We love you. We will see you next week. And to my crew, where can everybody find you? So you can find me on all social media platforms at It's Justin Rich. I just put up a YouTube video going over New Japan Pro Wrestling's resurgence, giving a quick recap of the pay-per-view and what I thought about it. You can find me here Wednesday nights on Twitch for a TWG fan club with these three beautiful, illustrious co-hosts of mine. You can catch me Tuesday nights on Twitter Spaces for Turnbuckle Talk with Mimi and Corey. We talk all things wrestling. You can catch me from time to time on True Heel Heat Sports and True Heel Heat Wrestling. Both of those channels are located on YouTube where we talk sports, wrestling, and all that fun stuff. I was just on there for a Monday talking Monday Night Raw and catching the end of Lakers and Nuggets. We here, we outside, we active. Dana Brooke, salute, love, prosperous 2023 going into 2024. All right, y'all can find me on Wednesday Worldwide. Today we had the WWE 2K champion himself, Cornell Gunter on yeah, he talked about the solo Sokoa of it all the guy who could be you know it could be some dissemination in the bloodline so um, make sure y'all check me out there make sure y'all check me out on um, the Wrestling Realm Now podcast tonight we bring in a good friend coming all the way from 103.3 The Goat from the Bros Who Think Network Lyndon Burton, a guy who we've been on his show plenty of times. He's the honorary realm member, so we're excited to welcome him on tonight for the Wrestling Round podcast party. So y'all know how we get down. A lot of shenanigans. Plus, it is a championship culture takeover by the guy, Brandon Guy, as we're going to talk about Night of Champions in in, in a different way. Y'all know it's so much wrestling going on this weekend. I'm sitting over here thinking like, well, I guess I ain't going to nobody's cookout. See, this is why, like, <laughs> you better like, me, honey. That's, like that's what that's what peacock is for, honey. Yeah, but see, this all, is why the, the, the vices the needs to be in the same like location, right? It's coming. If had it's we coming. known, we we could have planned better because we could have all been together for this weekend. So we could just like watch, like you imagine, like an Airbnb, and we could have watched uh, all the shows. <laughs> And live tweeted all night. I swear to God, you're listen. We're gonna we gotta talk. Yeah, we gotta talk. We gotta do better. We gotta do better. It's, it's all good. We, 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 you know, they're gonna be doing stuff like this in the future. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll be there. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, uh, yeah, but that'll be it for my plugs this week. All right, as always, it is your honor, your 
Honorary Wrestling Girl, Seattle B. You can catch me on Instagram, TikTok, at Reload.Relive. You can catch me talking all my shit and telling all these Dana Brooke fans, to, haters, to calm the hell down. On Twitter, Reload. <laughs> Patricia making that face because she already know how I get it. You already know how I be. I don't care. I can, when I say clap, clap, clap back, um, you can catch me on Twitter doing that. <laughs> at Relive Via Film. You can also catch me on YouTube at Reload.Relive uh, making shorts and making a whole lot of noise. You can also catch me on here with the three bestest friends that anybody can have on the Fun Club every Wednesday. You can also catch me on some secret projects that I'm working on, including Ooh. some interviews and appearing on some podcasts with some mm. very good friends in our community. And all of you, don't be afraid to come in this community. They, we welcome everybody. We welcome Dana Brooke fans. We wow. welcome Willow Nightingale fans. We just don't tolerate any haters. So once you're not a hater, come on over. The water's fine. We pop you bottles and we have a good time. Every Wednesday, you are welcome into the universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I also just want to thank all of you guys for joining us. I'm excited to get into Dark Side of the Ring and how wrestling is covered from that aspect next week. Follow us, subscribe. If you know a wrestling fan and they just want to be involved with rest, other wrestling fans in the community, some of them follow those wrestling girls. Hashtag TWG Fan Club. We are everywhere, and we will see you next week. Everybody flex for Dana. Everybody got flex for Dana. I have, like, no muscle. I have, like, no muscle. Whoa! I forgot. Don't forget to get your jack daddy. You think I forgot? (laughs) Y'all must have forgot. WrestleRound.com. WrestleRound.com. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll see you next week. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Krista B, one half of those wrestling girls. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another dope episode of Those Wrestling Girls. Please make sure that you tune in and you follow us on everywhere we are. We are on Twitch. We are on Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Please make sure you follow and subscribe. And as always, we love and appreciate you. And we can't wait to see you for the next episode. On that note, it's your girl, Krista B. And I'm out of here. Bye.